TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. It's the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the radio show, and it's available in all the places you get your podcasts and the DA Show's podcast. If you subscribe to the DA Show's podcast, you'll see the PGP available each and every week. Or it has its own podcast feed as well. Just search Permission Granted Podcast. Subscribe to that as well. And there's two other podcasts to remind you of. There is Merez's One Giant Step, Giants Podcast, which will have analysis of the Giants' first round selections and throughout the draft, obviously. And then also my New York Accent Podcast, which most recently featured Greg Maddox, the Hall of Fame pitcher and had some cool conversations about dominating the 90s with finesse in an era of power and a putting green inside the Braves clubhouse after they won the World Series as a promise from management if they want a ring. All of that, part of my New York Accent podcast, available, long-form interview podcast, all places that podcasts are downloaded. Well, Monday was an interesting show because it began inauspiciously okay I did the home show Monday morning and what has happened is for years we've done this I've done the home show and we've had the camera going for zoom so we can put me on simulcast I can see all of you guys back at the studio as well and then I connect through a different connection for the audio and that's my radio connection and The radio connection has always been very solid unless there was really rough weather, stormy weather, things like this. But even during daylight, nice sunny days like today, we've had some glitches in some fits and starts. And one thing that I've realized is that the Zoom, I think, overwhelms my home router, drawing off the Wi-Fi, and thus it must tend to surge throughout all of my house's uh, cables for the internet. And that both routers get shaky, and then that knocks me off from an audio standpoint. So what we've done is we've killed the Zoom feed when that has happened, and my audio feed has stabilized, which happened today. 
But in hour number one, it was so bizarre. I sounded fine with the Zoom. Everything was okay. I tossed to Mraz for a take. By the time it came back to me, I could hear you guys, but you guys couldn't hear me. And bizarre. so we, we had to reset the whole thing. At this point, it's early in the show, and I can already tell Pete was not in a great mood. It's, ah. a, it's a Monday. I could just tell probably me being on remote doesn't help his patience level. And so then this happens and it's like all hell, you know, broke loose at the worst time as well. And Solomon Wilcox, our guest at hour number one, was unavailable. So <laughs> we had to go to commercial break earlier than we wanted. He didn't call in when he was supposed to. The whole thing's kind of up in the air and it's it's a bit of a, a bleep show. My audio stabilizes. I reset. No Zoom. That's okay. As long as my audio sounds good, that's the main thing. We get me on, we get Wilcott's on, we have the interview in and out, and hour number one is is dicey, but by hour two and beyond, it's fine. The show is just normal and fine. So I just thought it was what I just explained, that that's what had kind of Pete a little angsty. No, there is something else that has happened behind the scenes because oh, during commercial break, Mraz is like, hey, Pete just stepped out. You said something like, you know, we we kind of went at it a little bit, and yeah. then Solomon called in, and so it wasn't the best timing. So then I realized, okay, few, hey. not just it's not just <laughs> no. me. No. So what what led off a Monday morning with this type of uh, stuff? Well, I mean, I obviously we're comfortable talking about this here because we're confident Pete won't listen. It's DA on CBS quotes we have to worry about in the transcribing of the PGP, but essentially behind the curtain. Uh, look, we have had, and I think it's been very public on the year, a notorious issue with highlight cutting just isn't what it was back in the day. And uh, we came in, as we often do with the NBA playoffs, with, okay, we need this sound, this sound, and the cold open sound. You had specifically asked for Dylan Brooks sound uh, with the LeBron going back and forth. As it turned out, I didn't realize this because I was just under the assumption he spoke because I had seen some quotes Dylan Brooks, I guess, had had left immediately after the game, so there was no video of him talking. He had talked, I guess, yesterday morning at, like, a shoot-around, but not on camera. So, long story longer, I get in around 5, 10, 5, 15 this morning. Pete walks in around 5.45. He happened to be running late. But it took me almost a full half hour of making sure I got exactly what you had wanted, which was the Dylan Brooks. I came up short. But then I was behind the eight ball. You also had wanted some Draymond Green sound that you guys had heard on Monday's show. That was nowhere to be found. I had to sink, uh, seek that out, roll on that into our system. Uh, also, we had no Ty Lue on Kawhi. We had only pulled Phoenix Suns postgame because our current tape ops or the people who are cutting highlights are only cutting from the winning team. So I had to go back and find that. So by the time that all is going on, I am up against it. I hadn't even started sound check yet. I had I didn't even start Canadian Bacon until the first hour. And Pete's getting his tea, and he's doing this. And I kind of just reached a little bit of a breaking point where Pete where maybe in not-so-nice words I told him, hey, you know, not for nothing, you, your one job in the morning is reads. We don't have that many of them. You think maybe you could start helping me out with sound? This is getting a little overwhelming. Oh, boy. And he really didn't take kindly to that. Did, you don't know how much I do for this show, how much I'm doing at work, in which I was so angry my response was, and what exactly is that? Oh. And he... He hemmed and hawed, and, you know, basically, I do analytics during the show. I do this, you know, uh, you're here before me, Gary sound. He goes, you know, we could have more help from the tape or whatever. And my basic premise was, look, I'm not saying this needs to be your job, but 
How about a simple, I don't have a lot going on pre-show. You see me frantically panicking. How about just a simple, do you need any help? Just once in a while, Pete, do you need any help? And uh, I didn't, I got like a Jack Stern kind of response. So in that meantime, we're kind of still finishing up our behind-the-scenes argument. Mm. And your line drops out. Your line oh, drops out. Oh, God. And now Pete is really, you know, he's thrust upon. He's called upon. How are we going to handle You know, that is actual work for Pete to figure that out. And now in real time, my next job of getting the guest up, the guest doesn't answer. So it was like the worst day, the worst time for your line to drop after. Mm. I mean, and by the way, I've had this like kind of mounting, and I'll let the audience know, a little bit of like issue with Pete where I just kind of was like, it's not even worth saying anything. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then today was just one of those. I think the Canadian bacon scores factor in, too. This is going to rush my Canadian bacon. I'm not going to, and I think maybe that's why Pete gave me a four. I'm not going to be able to pour my heart and soul to because I'm so consumed with getting the NBA sandwiches first and foremost. It was just a whole thing behind the scenes this morning. Well, so that dovetails into how I've been surprised that Pete has been very, I think, generous with his scoring. I know you, he, got a, he gave you a four today. Maybe you thought you deserved higher for the singing, but... I don't think he's been unfairly negative. Most people think that he's been pretty generous. So it's interesting. Uh, maybe he did feel a little guilty for snapping at you earlier in the day. He could have. He could have. And again, I, 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 this is where it's all you're making excuses, but I'm trying to give people some background. I, You know, I do get once the show starts. I mean, it's all, what am I supposed to get here? Two o'clock in the morning to do everything. So I'm trying my best to crank out a good enough script. I was just asking Pete for a little more help if we don't have the NBA sound we need. But it was not a happy conversation. Put it that way. Maybe I could have handled it better. But it, it definitely, then you falling out of line. It just, t- Frosty would be the word. Even Frosty the Snowman would have called Frosty this morning. Did things end up cooling down no. over the course of the show? No. no. In, in fact, the only time we conversed was during Canadian Bacon on the air. Wow. Okay. Well, all right. I, I couldn't tell from down the line. So you guys did a good job of hiding that. Yeah. I wasn't angry. I, I got to make this clear. I was not angry anymore. And like, we just kind of ended it with, I made my point. You made yours. <laughs> and as always, look, we work on top of each other. I wor- I'm around Pete sometimes more than my wife in a week. We have our little spits and spats. We still love each other. Like brother, I'm sure tomorrow morning it'll be a okay and just fine. Unless yeah. he comes in very condescendingly pulling every audio, like instead of just the mutual thing, we'll see. But either way, we definitely left on frosty terms. Well, and so the issue has just become that, unfortunately, behind the scenes, our tape editors have just lacked a certain standard that we used to have. Yes. And bare minimum now. It's bare minimum. That, that's been the big thing is that once upon a time, that job was the entry point into CBS Sports Radio. So if you were a behind-the-scenes producer, a young intern that finally got a part-time job, you were just trying to get your foot in the door – Overnight, during games and after games, we needed people to pull highlights and what they call actualities, which is sound bites of coaches and players, and put in bing, 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 things that you think that the network will need the right. next morning and over the course of the next day. Which, ironically, like many, that's how me and Pete both started in the business, was doing that and taking, shockingly out of me, pride in that. And a great tape op, as you might imagine, gets a cut sheet or gets requests and say, okay, we need three highlights from LeBron or we need to make sure we have, you know, a Tom Brady post game or whatever that is. But or, at least great- the, or at least the money quotes, not just grabbing to grab. That's kind of like behind the scenes too. Like, okay, 
Uh, Darvin Ham spoke. Let's just grab five cuts. Like, you know, like you had pointed out, Dylan Brooks, Ty Lue on Kawhi. Certain things that are just newsworthy you should be able to have a grasp on. Oh, we should have that. That kind of deal. And a great tape op would be one that would go above and beyond. And they would say, okay, it's not just that last night Anthony Edwards had you know, the big three that he hits. But here's a play late in the third quarter that leads to a fast break that this could be good. Or you might want this quote, nobody saw this, but how about what this guy said, you, you want to take a look at this. And so a great tape op goes the extra mile. What we have seen in recent classes of tape ops, maybe the last two years or so, is that they've done the bare minimum and at times have done the bare minimum and incorrectly. We've cited this a couple of times. There's been some mislabeling. There's been some guys that have not even known where to get the highlights, uh, didn't ask questions about if we had the rights to that, what have you. Um, so it's been a bit of a bleep show, and I think it's put a lot of pressure on all the producers behind the scenes. Yes. That when you guys come in and you used to say, okay, I know I have this, 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 and this to look forward to, now you're doing that work yourself. And I think that that seems to be a pressure point, especially for you guys, because you're the first ones in the morning and you're realizing that there's no time to get this together like the other shows do because you're the first line of defense. Exactly. And as a result, unfortunately, I don't want to use the word suffer because I think they still come out great. Well, I'll use the word rushed. Sound check, and now to a lesser extent, Canadian bacon when there's a lot going on. You know, the NBA games and all the opens, and if there's specific stuff that just isn't there, that has to take priority. I think those other segments at least take a little bit of a hit, even if they come across and the audience doesn't notice, and that's what bothers me, and I'm going to choose the word pisses me off because it's like, hey, these are important to the show too, and now I'm just extremely behind on it, and that's where I, I lean on a Pete where – you're supposed to be the right-hand man here, and I'm getting net zero with you from this point of view. So that was where my my altercation with him came across. Well, Mondays are also tough as well. I mean, I think cooler heads will prevail, prevail tomorrow. Sure, I, the I rest agree. Of the week. I agree. And by the way, a bacon later on helped. It was not, you know, it wasn't as crazy. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Did you work in the Schwartz joke to try to throw Pete a bone? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that and you're mentioning that. So I did the Schwartz in Canadian Bacon, and part of that was, DA, we didn't even get to this on the show. Obviously, you from home, I would have probably fed you this in person. Schwartz wore an island, a certain Islanders jersey on the air on WFN in New York on Boomer and Geo, and I guess it was like of Boomer's son-in-law, Matt Martin. He had his son go to the game, by the way, Schwartz in the press box, his son with tickets, wearing that same jersey, and he took a picture of his son holding a sign both outside and in the arena that said, the jersey I'm wearing my father wore on Boomer and Geo on whatever date. No. Yeah, go to his Twitter. No, say it ain't so. Like, please come up to me. I'm Peter Schwartz's son. Look, this is the jersey you saw no. on Bo- as if that's important or relevant at all. So, usually, when there is any frostiness with, with Pete the body, dangling a little Schwartz bait out there to get him all fired up, can you believe this guy or whatever, is how you bring him back home. He didn't bite on the tweet. Wouldn't even wow. talk to Like, did you see the tweet? I got nothing, DA. Even if he looked at it, I don't know. He wouldn't even respond to me. So when I'm writing the script like that, because I'm doing it during the show, I'm like, all right, I, I got to get the Schwartz moment. That's the that's the break glass in case of emergency. And I maybe that's why I got the four wings quietly. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I guess we'll do this on the show, but for those that don't know, Boomer's daughter, Sydney Assisen, is married to a member of the New York Islanders. Yes, Matt Martin. Matt, Matt Martin. 
And so Schwartz wore, did he wear that? Did he buy that jersey specifically because he was working on Boomer's show? Or is Martin a good enough guy that he would have owned that jersey anyway? Uh, I mean, Matt Martin is kind of like a fan favorite tough guy. So they do sell his jerseys. But I don't know if Boomer got it for him. I'm trying to go back because he's tweeted 16 times. But either way, he specifically had him show, draw up the sign. And it's the big number 17. Oh, and it, oh, this is why. It was to go to the ice and show Matt Martin. It says, Matt, my dad wore this jersey on Boomer and Geo. On a big poster cow. board with his number. Like Matt Martin. Look, And you know what that is, too. Matt Martin, throw me a puck. That's might as well what it says. That Might as well have wrote oh, that. Oh, wow. So Pete went that far. Unless... Unless his son went that far, and his son is just taking a page out of his old man's book. No, I think I think Pete went that far. I'm sure Pete said, you're going to wear the jersey I wore on the air. You should write this down. People will recognize you and say that you're my son. But also, if Matt Martin sees it, you might get a puck because you don't have enough of them at home. Wow. And I That's thought, a next I mean, level looking for free stuff every, attention. Every time we think we hit a new low with Schwartz, it's there again. So again, in that spot, that is like... I mean, it's like serving me chicken cutlets. That's giving Pete the body that tweet. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Today, because of you backtrack, no, not even backtracking, uh, doubling down on, well, I don't know. Is it backtracking or doubling down? You did the sweeping video after the Rangers went up 2 nothing. You took out a broom. You swept the top of the bar at Bob's by the Bay in a Rangers jersey, you posted it, and you insist that wasn't mocking the Devils about a potential sweep that a lot of Rangers fans, including Boomer Esiason and Andrew Bogus, are mad at you for because now the Rangers have lost game three, and they lead now 2-1. You've said that's not what you were doing. It's been misinterpreted, yada, yada, yada. In Because of this, though, Bogus is so irate with you, he decided to protest Canadian bacon, walked out... <laughs> of the studios right before Bacon. Did that rattle you at all? So here's the only thing. We're going to really peel back the curtain here. Here's what rattled me was your setup, not Bogus walking out. I'm actually going to tell you the truth. Bogus walking out was a relief to me because as you begin to set this up on the air, you say, you know, we have discussed, the judges have discussed, and, you know, we're going to do something here. And you guys did this once either last year or the year before where – I had Canadian bacon or something all ready to go, and then you decided I wasn't going to do it, and you had somebody else do it. I remember being so mad because Canadian bacon does take a lot of work, and today, off of what happened pre-show, the argument with Bilotti, now trying to make sure I perfect all the pressure that came off of the boil in Caserta and doing this in-show, I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, Holy crap, they're going to take away me doing Canadian bacon. After everything I just went through this morning to get Canadian bacon done and the highlights, I said, holy crap. And then when you utter the words, Bogus is just simply not going to partake as a judge, it was actually a feeling of relief. So that's why it didn't show me up. And I wasn't going to say that on the air because I didn't want to get like Pete going or anything. But that was a moment where I was like, oh, that's it? That's all that's happening? Bogus, that, I can handle this. Is there any part of Canadian bacon where it's now become too much of a thing? Where the grades, the competition, boil, the singing. Oh, you think? The the coverage of the listeners, the feedback from the listeners, the protests. It, is it is it is it too intense? It definitely is, but my my argument against it would be it's definitely intense on me. I toss and turn at night after games. 
There are times I wake up at 2 in the morning and I'm like trying to think of something. It absolutely, you guys think I'm kidding. It absolutely happens. Uh, it does play with me mentally more so than any segment has ever done in the DA show. But the flip side of that is I am an ambassador for hockey, or at least I like to get because I really do love the sport. I love the NHL. And if this is our way of covering the NHL playoffs, it's bringing more interest to the sport in a wild way, even sure. if it's from, you know, whatever portion of our audience wouldn't usually do it. And I mean, our listeners are obsessed with it. It is the single thing I get tweeted about the most on a weekend is, did you see so-and-so scored? What about that? Like, I'll get tips in my DMs. It's become like stunned to a news for Bogus, where people are just obsessed with it, and they look forward to it. I mean, it's the thing when you tweet out that rundown, what time is Canadian bacon? What time? It's like finding out Seinfeld was on at 9 o'clock on NBC. Well, I think not only that, that you have to recognize how much the listeners love it and they look forward to it. So that's, it might be intense, but it's it's worth it because people love it. But also, this is what you've always wanted. You've built it into this by being zany, by making it, by you taking it so seriously. You, you've always wanted a segment to yourself or more <laughs> for people. For, guess, for people yeah. to go gaga over. And that's what they're doing. So, yeah, the what do they say? Pri- uh, pressure is a privilege. I think that's what's happening now with Canadian bacon. Yeah, and that's why today I had the attitude, and you mocked at this one too. Hey, there's going to be a kid on his way to school listening to Canadian bacon for the first time. Oh, well, that's it. I don't even know if you believe that. I do here. believe that. <laughs> and I'm going to make that kid laugh. I'm going to give that kid, oh, this one scored, that one scored. I'm going to tell the story of a couple games. And in the end... If the idiots around me or the moist porks and glorious splats are calling it a two-oinker, then so be it. Then I deal with the ba- – guess what? I've gotten bad grades my whole life, and somehow I've still managed to carve out a career, graduate college, graduate high school. Shocker, me getting more bad grades in my mid-30s. That's it. I deal with it, and I'm going to go home proud. It's like hanging the, the test that gets a C on the fridge. I passed, so that's it. Well, have you gotten better about handling scrutiny and criticism and and what you think are well, um, bad uh, scores? Well, be- better and worse. Worse in that it does bother me, or at least the pressure gets to me that it eats at me overnight where I want to, I desire to please you guys. I desire for Bogus to stand up once and give me a standing ovation like he's done to Boyle and Greg. I would love nothing more. But then on the other side... While I do care about that, as it happens, if I if I know I'm proud of my script, and I was proud of my Monday script, the Steven Tyler, all that stuff that went into it, the Galaxy stuff, I was so proud of it. In the end, if, if you guys don't like it, my thought process is I know where I screwed up. I stumbled on one line. Other than that, I'm never going to sound like Steven Tyler. You know what? F these guys. I don't care. They don't have to like it. I liked it, and I know people out there liked it, and that's all that matters to me. And damn it. I like me. That's right. That's right. So if in the end I walk out and my kid becomes Alex Morgan and I, I'm the second best Canadian bacon uh, relayer ever, then that's what it was meant to be. But this bit that you're putting on that you didn't mean to reference a sweep, I don't know why, why you're lying. Why are you lying about this one? Why? I, I, don't, I, I you, don't even know why I'm lying about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, right? You, you always walk head first into into fire always and so why when you clearly were doing which it's very funny that bogish wants me to ban you he wants me to shut off your microphone he doesn't want me to let you talk about this but i just find it so ridiculous 
I mean, you did a sweeping motion clearly after up to nothing with a broom wearing a Rangers jersey. After, of course, it's a sweep of the Devils that you're referencing. Why would you not just admit that? Uh, I don't know, and I also had forgotten that I had had a video earlier where I yelled in saying Devils fans were going to sweep you. So that one was brought up by Kristen in Buffalo. So I'd forgotten I'd done that. Uh, I don't know because they, they lost Saturday night and immediately what happens, right? Everybody who bookmarked that tweet comes at me and now I'm fighting off Devil fans. And then even Ranger fans who hated me, you ruined the series. Like I have any effect on it. Um, but I now seriously, I, I'll just let you guys all, anybody who listens to this podcast will have the, the little secret here. I am now praying the Rangers win in five and my whole gimmick is going to be I meant the gentleman sweep. <laughs> That's the gimmick. That, oh. that I was right with the sweeping motion because it was a gentleman's sweep. Oh. And I was being a gentleman as I swept. And you know what's funny? I hope that happens. I hope that there's a gen- because this is going to be the funniest <laughs> explanation that you could ever have. No doubt. I, I'm, I was also thinking about maybe tonight putting on a suit after the game and sweeping and starting with that gentleman feel. And that being the bit. <laughs> See how people react. So it's 2-1 Rangers, and then tonight is game four. Correct. Monday night's game Monday night's game four, yes. So that's that. That's where I'm at. That's where my headspace is at. And I think the fact that Bogus and Pete got so angry at the cleaning of the bar thing (laughs) only fueled me to go with that more. (laughs) Have you and Pete been going back and forth because he's an Islanders fan, even though you're not playing No. No, no, we haven't gone that far. Um, and now I'm sure if the Islanders officially get eliminated and the Rangers eliminated, he'll get real angry at that. But he's also a Nick fan, and he's a Med fan. Like he's he's preoccupied. I haven't had have had the hockey brawls with Pete. We've had a lot of other brawls, so maybe we don't need the hockey ones. <laughs> it was amazing timing when I really was going to toss to you for legit Rangers and Devils analysis before we got to Canadian Bacon because I. I think the NHL playoffs have, to this point, really been very good. I think they've been better than the NBA playoffs. A lot of fun. So I really wanted to actually do a little regular hockey chatter. And it was at this point in time where it gets into the whole sweeping thing and whether you meant it or not. And at that exact moment, Boomer walks in and starts berating you? I mean, what are the odds of that? Yeah, and this is actually a little foreshadowing. If you're listening to this on Monday, it's going to be a tease ahead to Tuesday. I was tipped off that at that exact time that you were talking about this with Bogish, they over on their side, Boomer's show in the morning, got a call from a listener, a female listener who follows me on Twitter, to say, call me a moron and that I had ruined the series, and that prompted uh, boomer to storm out of the studio oh. so almost simultaneously we both were on the same topic and it took a a listener that follows me on twitter to tell boomer to basically get my act together because i'm gonna ruin the series of the rangers how crazy these people are oh. so i've already found that clip pulled it and that'll be part of sound check on tuesday <sighs> never ceases to amaze never ceases to amaze. gentlemen sweep gentlemen sweep is what you're going with and i think you like it by the way, real quickly to Canadian Bacon, to get a four and have you saying you're underwhelmed, when I give you a pseudo New York accent plug within Canadian Bacon, a wildly popular segment, rather insulting, you know? Well, okay, so to be very fair about this, th- today you had the stumble, and I do think 
without like the rollicking, this is ridiculous, this is so funny, because Bogish had protested this segment, it didn't feel as crazy and wonky and funny. And maybe also that's because of everything that happened earlier in the show and I was like so consumed with, I just want to make sure it sounds good that I'm on the other end. And also Pete was in a... You know, not a great mood. So I just, it didn't feel kind of <laughs> this, loosey, loosey goosey setting. Canadian bacon. The aura in the backdrop of Canadian bacon was not, <laughs> the, right. The yeah. table wasn't set properly. And then the other one you admitted was kind of a workmanlike effort. I think that was the 375. Yeah, I had no voice at all. That, there was no voice, right. And then the other one that I heard was the first one of the year. That was the first one. And so you were kind of getting your sea legs under you. So I just think the three of them, and look, I think when you do Canadian bacon great, it's really effing great. I think it's really effing great because it's silly and it's ridiculous and it's also so serious and it's also sports. I just, I think, I think when you do it really well, you do it like to the next level of craziness. I just don't think we've gotten there yet. So maybe my expectations were a little too high. But I do think you've had extenuating circumstances all three times. Coming out of the block is hard, number one. Number two, no voice. That was a brutal one for you. And number three today, well, the Aerosmith thing was was crazy. You know, it did. Today was a delicate day to I, do to be crazy. I guess it was. And by the way, my voice is better, but not still fully, fully back. I guess that hurt. But I guess delicate's the word. I just feel like I walked away. I'm like, I love the script. I'm making fun of New York accent. I'm doing Steven Tyler. I got Ja Rule clapback jokes nobody wants to acknowledge. I thought I was on fire. <laughs> but what are you going to do? So I'm talking about, there was a, I'm telling you, there was a kid in Tuscaloosa on the way to school today going, that was a great effort, Mraz. And that's all I'm here for. Well, why why has your voice not returned? What well, it's because re- you were off Friday, yeah. Saturday, and Sunday. Um, not Sunday. I did a my normal Sunday morning show, but uh, it it's better than it was. It's for sure better than it was. But there's like another octave I could get to. But it's probably better because Pete hates all the yelling when I get to Canadian Bacon. Yeah. Like I was Friday, and you go back and listen to One Giant Step. I had to tape the podcast Friday morning, which was actually the first time we broke a little news. Um, what'd you break? Uh, that Ryan Dunleavy from the New York Post, who had the Darren Waller story first, the Daniel Jones story first, he flat out told me that the Giants are on the verge of a Darren Waller-like trade on the second night of the draft for a defensive player. Um, and that would be, they're going to add a starter because they don't have 10 picks. And he's, he couldn't give me the player, but he kind of danced around it a little bit. Oh, So it's been in Giants message boards and whatnot. To, basically, the Giants are going to ha- add a starting player with one of these day two or three picks or a couple okay. of them. So, anyway, I'm doing this, and I have no voice. Like, it's borderline. It sounds like uh, Marge Simpson's sister is talking. Like, that is kind of what it was. So, it's come back a little bit. But, man, I tell you, I guess just too much talking just kills you. It kills you. It does. It does. And you need a couple of days off. You need a couple of days rest. Yeah. But you really have – you had – Friday had to do – one giant step. That was a half hour, yeah. Sunday morning. But Saturday was a dead – Kept my mouth shut until my kids start yelling and I got to scream back at them. That that hurts. But for the most part. Oh, well, part, is, that ha- is that happening? You're screaming at them? Well. That could gonna, affect it. It could affect it, yeah. I, tr- I only go into that well when I have to. But, like, if it's settled down time and they're bouncing off the wall and somebody's pulling a dog's tail, uh, you know, and I'm sitting there and, uh, you know, the goldfish are flying all over the place. Yeah, then maybe I got to actually. You know, I've done that. Yeah, sure. I've revved back and said, enough. Enough already. <laughs> 
in between you driving her to be the next Mia Hamm. It, I look, you got to show toughness and discipline in the house, and then outside, it's a, it, daddy's different. It's coach daddy. Okay, okay. Okay, well, this is a very special early edition of the PGP for the week because we've got a lot of tapings to do for the NFL draft after our shows Tuesday and Wednesday, so we wanted to make sure this was out. Does that mean a side B is also getting taped early? Yeah, the bogeyman is uh, stirring in the bullpen, DA, so okay. I'm going to just flat out ask him about him walking out on me. He's warming up with the bullpen. All right, very good. Let's hear side B with the bogeyman. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. How to do to do. It's Mraz side B of the PGP. How are you? Andrew Bogus not walking out on this one. He's here with us now. If you're... Just joining us as Bogus's side A covered a lot from Canadian Bacons to why exactly Pete was angry with me this morning and creating some real frostiness on the show if you couldn't cut the tension with a knife. Bogues, what's up, man? Oh, hey, Sean. Great, really great to see you. Hey, my mic's on now. <laughs> That's half a boycott. How are you, Sean? I'm doing well. That was well played, even if that wasn't on purpose. It was not on purpose. So, real quickly, I told you this off the air too. Pete the body not happy with me this morning. I was I was in scramble mode getting sound. Um he just bottom line is this. Asking Pete to do anything extra <laughs> is gonna lead to me getting yelled at. Um I I guess I've learned my lesson. But he, look, Pete works hard. We've been over this fine. Whatever. So did you sense any tension today around uh, the show? Uh not the before- sensed it from Warwick, New York. Um, I didn't sense anything until you came and told me that he hated you, and then he came and told me that he hated you. Uh, did he really? I didn't yes. know he did. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bogus getting it from everybody. Yeah. Getting it from everybody. I am, especially in my little booth, I provide privacy, too. You're like the toll booth. So you can come in and close the door and tell me <laughs> your deepest thoughts and complaints. Look, I can't kill him for that because I came and told you to. So I, whatever he said, he said, and that's fine. It is what it is. We'll be fine. Uh, we'll get over it. But, yeah, there was a lot of frostiness. But with that, you had some frostiness, too. You would not take part in the judging of Canadian bacon. You were that upset. I mean, could we grow up a little bit? Well, was I upset or was I being... Um, 
was I incapable of grading you fairly on what you wanted to be a very important Canadian bacon. So maybe I was just being an adult, a gentleman, a professional, and taking myself out of a situation I couldn't trust myself to behave correctly. Okay, so answer me this. Did you actually in your booth listen to Canadian bacon? I did hear it, yes. Okay, I mean, enough time has passed now. Do you think you would have been an enhancer to my grade or judgment or a de- or a ne- detractor? Yeah, I would have det- I would have probably landed somewhere like three and a half. Okay, all right, I'm interested. Well, let's get the Canadian bacon grade now out of bogus. Yeah, I think I think a three and a half would have been would would have been my high point. Who said it wasn't that fun, Robin? The three, two, one. Yeah, it was pillar of fun. By the way, it, it wasn't <laughs> fair. It wasn't that fun. I, I would have hammered you for messing up the Orion's belt line like that one. Well, that was, was complete... my biggest, I thought was the biggest disaster. Yes. Uh, I would have pointed out the random raising of your voice we've been discussed before. At one game, like, and they allowed five goals in a 5-2. That uh, was odd. And the second verse of the Aerosmith song was, see, was tough. I think if I ended it after one verse, you guys would have said, I could have used a little more heart and, and emotion in that song. No, incorrect, because it was not, you. it was a full verse, too. It wasn't just one line. It was a lot of singing. And then the second verse just doubled down on how bad it was. Okay. I mean, but I still thought it fit. I went, I could have picked any Steven Tyler song. You get what I went with Armageddon there with all the star stuff I was doing? Yeah, it was, yes, it was... You definitely listen to some of the things we've mentioned recently, but it just, it wasn't great. Again. Did you like, hear the Ja Rule clap back? Line? Like nobody heard that. That was great in the third yeah, game. Yeah, so again, like I just, so, but, so, but the maybe. The walk of shame by the stars of Edmonton. So, but like the, like Caserta made jokes that nobody missed. Boyle made jokes well, that didn't need to be explained after the fact. Doesn't that become the judge's part? By the way, I tested you too. Nobody picked up on the succession line. I heard it. Some Logan, whatever, we're at yeah. a succession. I heard that. Yeah. That was fine. That was good. Yeah. No, but yeah, well, over the A's head. Well, he's going to watch that five years from now. That's yeah. not, but again, that's your fault. You got to know your audience. Well, my audience is the crowd and the kid listening in the car for the first time. Hopefully, he was happy today. I think they were happy. Hopefully, he went to school with a bounce and a step going, you know what? I'm going to ace my social studies test in Sean's honor. Now, I do have to follow up on the Robin to 3 2 1. It wasn't fun. Now, I have a hard time with this because. The only thing I could think of that would have made it more fun from what I could have done is just have more juice still in my voice. My voice is recovering better than it was at the end of last week, so but not only there. No excuse. No, 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 I'm just saying. Okay. I, I'm curious what you guys feel like more fun. The only, like, I could have, like, you know, like, really sang, 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 like, you know, as deep as I could. You know, I could have done something like that. Other than that, you had funny jokes. I kind of was, like, going on a little bit of a miss, made fun of Schwartz a little bit. Had the song like what quantifies more fun? <sighs> oh, you know what? Before you answer that, and let me ask: Yeah, do you think more fun was my fault, or as Da kind of alluded to in side A here? You know what? He's on remote. He's already just he's just trying to make sure the segment gets by with no internet dropping, and Pete's tense and upset at me. <laughs> like, so is it the the characteristics that are making feel around the show that made it not as fun? All right, so I I think it's possible that you put yourself in a bad light today with your ridiculous defense of the Rangers-Devils video. Okay. Had you just gone, I got carried away, I got burned, I'll be quiet the rest of the way, things might have been different. Why would I do that? Well, I mean, you also could have done anything in between that and what you actually did, which was a completely asinine argument that 
was never going to make sense, was never going to be accepted by anybody other than you. Did anyone say you're right, Sean? Every single person on the show and off the show, Twitch, wherever, was saying it was called complete BS on that. Nobody I've bought had it. enough of the Twitch people. Get serious. But literally, you are on an island right now defending yourself with that particular story. Everyone called BS on it. All so, right. whatever. So, but you definitely probably hurt yourself with some people. There, the the patience level for you, any positive spin. Patience level. It's a Monday. We haven't even been here all week. Yeah, exactly. That's how annoying the the Ranger defense was. You did yourself no favors with that. But I don't. But it, that what, hurts the fun of Canadian. But bacon? it wasn't going to be a five, regardless. Oh, but you know what though? This screams, mom and dad get into an argument over parking at Disney World. Three hours later, when you're on Space Mountain, is it any less fun because they argued over how, where they were parking? If Dad's still on the line for Space Mountain, exp- trying to defend himself with nonsense, yeah, it might not be fun. I don't think that's the same thing. I don't think that's the same thing. Well, then you could have... Then- you know what? I'm going to call Bush on you guys for a second, too. Okay. You, Boomer, all the other ham hocking hogs here mm. who want to knock me... For putting out a sweeping video where I'm cleaning my bar and it happens to coincide with the fact the Rangers could be in line with a sweep, okay? Would any of you, any of you, if the Rangers had swept, came back and said, you were onto something, Raz. You had nailed it. They were going to sweep. I didn't want to believe it. No. No, you wouldn't have. Boomer would have slapped you and said, you're lucky they still did it, that you didn't mess it up. You see what I mean? It's hypocritical. You can't knock when it doesn't happen, but not praise when it does happen. No, but you also wanted... you. Went from saying, I have no effect on them in game three to saying, oh, no, maybe I did have an effect because I didn't watch in the place I should normally be watching the game. See, you're not listening. This is. No, you, no, no. I'm listening. Sometimes you're like my wife. You, you listen to what you want to listen to. A rational, intelligent person? No, you, yes, thank you. You hear what you want to hear. No, you know what? You're hearing me. You're not listening to me. I see. That's, that's funny. the difference. I would say you've never listened to anything that's come out no. of your mouth no. while we're in this position again. I'm going to say it again. You're hearing me. Okay. You're not listening so to I'll me. I'll listen this time. I said, because mm-hmm. I don't believe that any of it had any effect. Okay. I said, but Saturday night I had an engagement party. Congrats, Tommy and Jackie. I'm going to be a groomsman in the wedding. Had to go to the engagement party. It was at a brewery, so the game was on. Sound was very light, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the game. I would like to watch a playoff game, but I was not a fraud. I made sure I stood on that bar stool and I watched the game. But I clearly got away from my routine of where I watched the games, do all that. Why would that not be the jinx, but the sweep video would is my point. Well, why wouldn't you just come and say there's no jinx, stop being idiots and thinking that I could affect this series in any way? Because there's not, but I am pointing out how it's funny how it has to be that. That has to be the thing that jinxes. All right, so then I'll tell you what. Then it's your fault for not being at Blob's Bar on sat- on Saturday night. Were and I'll you in you the that. same place on Saturday you were on Thursday? I wasn't home Thursday for a while either. So maybe it's your fault. Mm, you wearing the same bare underwear? Yeah. But guess what? Guess what I didn't do? I didn't post a video or anything else on social media after game two looking at devil fans in the eyes and taunting them. You did that. Well, I feel very sorry for you then. It's oh, just called having fun at the you. playoffs. The play, have some fun. Okay. You're supposed to sit there like miserables during the playoffs. You can have a little fun. No, you can have fun without tempting fate. And there's no fate been tempted. And believe me, I've tempted fate plenty of times before in other areas, and it's backfired. And you've soiled yourself. I have. You've lost some of those temptations. Um, you can follow you on Twitter at Andrew Bogish. I'm gonna give somebody a pop on Twitter. You could follow somebody at Pete the Body. Check them out there. A lot of Mets and wrestling coverage. Take care to everybody. Have a great week. It's draft week on the DA Show. Stay tuned for much more. Take care. This is PGP.
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 